What's up, everybody, and welcome to the podcast, Dog Mom Mentality, where we strive to play with dogs and not emotions. I am your virtual bestie, Caroline, and I have my furry friend here, Layla, and we are going to give you a break from your day to talk about all things dogs and emotional well-being. If you have ever been emotionally affected by your dog, then this is the podcast for you. everybody welcome back to another episode of the dog mom mentality podcast i am so excited to talk to ellie today about our shared interest in human design spirituality astrology all of that like really fun cool stuff that i've kind of talked about a little bit on my instagram i've shared some things i know a lot of people are really into like personality tests and this is just like it's not a personality test. It's more of like a guide based on when you were born. So kind of like astrology. It's not like I took a test and got my human design, but whatever. We'll get more into what that actually means in a bit, but welcome Ellie to the podcast. Hello. It is amazing to be back. I'm so excited to dive into the world of human design with you today. Yes. Ellie was I don't know exactly which number out of like the first 10 that were IG live series. You were probably like five, six, seven, I don't know. But you were one of like the first ones to be on the IG live series back whenever it was called Owners Tell All. It was about like reactive dog stories and the humans behind the dogs. And I'm really excited to have you back on. I don't know why. It's been so long, honestly, because we, like, talk all the time, and finally here to, like, actually talk on the podcast about human design and how that kind of shapes our dog ownership. Yeah, I think it's actually been a really cool arc to see. Um, You know, we started with the Owner Tells All Mm -hmm. podcast talking about how reactive dog ownerships, and I used to talk, and I talked about how being a single dog mom in a city kind of you know, made all these weird things that, you know, the dog Instagram world was seeing and was acknowledging, but also wasn't because there wasn't a lot of representation out there. And now I feel like we've kind of come full circle because, you know, I'm still a single woman living in a city with my reactive dog, but we're here to talk about something a little more than just reactive dog ownership, but, um, you know, how our personalities kind of tie into it. Yeah, I feel like that was two years ago. It was honestly, like, almost exactly two years ago. I'm, like, really curious now to, like, go back and see what exact date we recorded because I know I, like, did it through the summer of 2021. But it's been really cool to see how we kind of grasped the dog ownership life and now we've been able to, like, explore a little bit more into our other interests, which I think that you've always been a little bit more into the um, like spirituality, human design, astrology type of stuff. Like even just when I've crapped on your personal IG, I'm like, oh, she's been into this. And this has <laughs> always been something that I'm like a wannabe about, but I never like fully like dove into it. I feel like there was a lot of like shoulds and the ego and like church girls good girls don't like look into that stuff and that's Mm -hmm. kind of like how I grew up and so there was like some shame a little bit around getting into this and like embracing it and now I'm just like this is what 
what I align with. This is like what this is what I dig. <laughs> like I'm I'm into it. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that for you. And I think it definitely comes with a lot of um shame if you grew up religious in any type of religious situation. Um, you know, anything outside of what you were raised as can be seen mm-hmm. as shameful. Um, and then there were a few years where spirituality itself was shameful. Like, oh, you're an astrology girly. Like, what are you going to ask? You know, like, oh, you're one of those kind of a stereotypical type of thing. But I think it's 2023 where we're in the year of it's okay to be cringy. It's okay to be (laughs) cool because that's who you are. Right. Right. Yeah. I feel like astrology is more, I want to say like widely accepted or widely known about. And I would say, and we'll like talk a little bit about the actual history of it, like and how we kind of uh, find how we found it. But like this is similar to astrology in that it takes your your birthday and your birth time, and it kind of lays out some of your personality traits, how you see the world, can kind of be a predictor for some things, and gives you a little bit of like a guide to who you are which I love that yeah and so I don't know if this is like the correct terminology Mm -hmm. or but how I see human design when compared to astrology is I see it as how the energy flows through you Mm -hmm. when you look up your human design the first thing you're gonna see is like an outline of a body and all these arrows crisscrossing and numbers. And it looks very confusing until you get to the actual descriptions. Um, But I think it's about the energy moving inside of you and less about the stars. The stars Mm, are kind of relying on an outside force. Like, Oh, because I'm a Libra, I'm like this Mm -hmm. because my moon is here. I'm like this. It's more how the energy works within your body that's how I personally see it. Okay. And um, that makes so much sense. Like the way that you just said it, I'm like, okay, you're like, yeah, that, like, that is it. <laughs> but whenever I've been kind of describing it to other people, if they don't know anything about it, but they like know about somewhat about astrology, I like try to relate it to that a little bit. Um, because it is a way to learn more about yourself, like at the end of the yes. day. Yeah. Which is really absolutely. cool. So before we do more of a deep dive into that, just give us a little bit of a life update, maybe an intro of you and Remy, and just kind of reintroduce yourself a little bit. Yeah, so um, I'm Ellie. I live in Boston. I'm 24 years old. Um, I live alone with my dog, Remy, who's a little rescue mutt. Um, Let's see. I have a nine to five as a coordinator in a development company, but, you know, that's not where my passion is. I'm also um, working part time as marketing for a raw dog food brand. And I also run Remy's Instagram and I am a budding, growing life coach. So I have one client, but, you know, I'm hoping to get more. I have a whole website set up called Mending Mindfully. That's kind of my brand. And I run it for my personal Instagram and I'm so, so passionate about it. And you um, have a really bomb playlist that you've made. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. I love making playlists. That's like another random passion of mine. Um, so I link them all on like my, not all, but I link most of them on my website. And 
I'm going to link more soon because I just have so many to share. Yeah. But I have like a bunch of spiritual ones and meditation ones and affirmation and journaling ones on my website. Yeah, I love the, oh, which one is it? Is it, I don't, I don't know what it's actually called. Is it the manifestation? I think it's the affirmations. One? Okay. Yeah, it's the manifestation affirmations. Okay, yeah, it is literally such a good playlist. Like, I listen to it <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no, I listen to it every day on my walk into work. It's just, it just gets me in the right mindset. Yes, yes. I, I love <laughs> it so much. Okay, so we've kind of talked a little bit of like what is human design. Um, kind of how it's different from astrology. I love that you were like, it's more so the energy versus, I don't want to say, yeah, versus like traits that you, the universe. right, right. Um, and so I want to know a little bit about how you found human design. So I found human design through my, um, actually through my business school, which is super interesting. My business school wasn't, you know, a spiritual place at all by any means, but there was this one class where they made us take the Mm Myers-Briggs, they made us take um, the Enneagram, they made us take, um, they made us look at our astrology, and they made us look at our human design. Okay. And it was super interesting because I was like, okay, they had us all do them at once, and so, like, there was no information about human design but I already knew what astrology was about Mm -hmm. the Enneagram I understood it and then you know there was a book about it um and then the same thing for Myers-Briggs those are pretty straightforward right but the one that like really piqued my interest was human design because it seemed so spiritual more so than astrology even Mm -hmm. yeah it felt like it wasn't even being talked about like on social media or anything at the time um, so this was probably back in 2018, 2019. And I just kind of dove into the world and read everything I could about it. And it's, in my opinion, personal opinion, so much more in depth and involved than those other types of tests. Mm-hmm. Because it's not just like, for an Enneagram, you're a personality type number four, it's like one through 10, right? Like you're one of 10 people. It's or like so many people I know are Libras too, you know, it's more, it's like when you look at your whole astrology chart, it's that type of feeling. Like there's, there's so many facets in human design that when you, that could be interchangeable. So basically nobody's going to have the exact same chart you have. Right. Right. Um, And I think that that's so much more insightful. And I also think of human design as, embodies who my best self is Mm, okay I think I I could look at a relatable meme on Instagram or TikTok and be like haha Libras do this do that Mm. but I think that I see not only do I see myself in the human design I see who I want to be and who I could be yeah okay that's like exactly what I was gonna say too so I heard about human design on from my favorite podcaster so she like kind of just like hinted like human design here and there and I had heard about it and I had kind of looked into it and I knew like what my profile was um the 6-2 and I knew what my energy type was which is the a generator 
but that's really all I knew and I just kind of like knew the words <laughs> like I didn't know what that actually meant and then whenever I started the Align program with Emma, who we've both worked under coincidentally, which is crazy, <laughs> um, I started to get into it more and more as we talked about it and we had a whole module about that on, and astrology and like learning about yourself and I started to kind of have this like movement in my head of like I need to learn about who Caroline is outside of just being a dog owner outside of just being a reactive dog owner like I had a little bit of an identity crisis and mm -hmm. I kept telling people even before I worked with Emma I was like talking to different coaches and different people and I was like I just feel like I need a blueprint for my life right now and the thing kept coming up with of like well what do you want to do like what are your aspirations and I'm, I'm just like I don't fucking know like mm -hmm. I know what you know, I could do with dog mom mentality or with my per my nine to five job or with my husband and it's just like none of those shoulds sound good to me right now but like mm -hmm. I want a blueprint because I've always had a blueprint and like I feel comfortable mm -hmm. with a blueprint and then I started to get into human design and I was like oh, this is like exactly what I was looking for it's like not telling me like you get you graduate college you get married you have a baby you have another baby you buy a house like you know what I mean like the yeah. typical progression or whatever and it wasn't telling me it was going to be like that, but it, it, like, gave me guidance on, like, things to work towards personally. And I was like, yes, this is, like, exactly what I've been looking for. And I think it's so much easier to understand than astrology. Like, of course, your sun, moon, um, and rising, like, that's really easy to understand. But whenever you look at your whole chart, that gets really detailed and intricate. And I think a lot of the terminology and like stars and asteroids and all of that like it's a lot to know about and what they actually mean whereas with human design it's like your authority or like how you digest or it's very like mm -hmm. easy to understand in like not layman's terms but just like simple words that you already know the meaning to instead of having to look up what uh Chiron means every single time yes oh my god <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, like, like my your, north node is here yeah or like, like what does that mean right or like with your astrology it's it's I've had I had a full-on astrology reading and it made so much sense it was so validating but like I didn't know what all of those things meant she had to tell me she was like your Lilith is in the ninth house of Libra and I'm like cool what does that mean and she told me and I was like yeah like facts that makes so much sense but like for me to make all of those connections on my own it was really really hard mm -hmm. yeah I totally agree and like I said again I feel like astrology tells me who I am tells me like my traits or you know and I know astrology changes every day so if you get a reading it like mm -hmm. this year and then you get a reading two years from now they're gonna be so different and, you know, because of the planetary movements and all that stuff, which is super interesting. But um, I like that the human design doesn't change. It just gives right. you something to aspire for. Yeah. Um, even if going through my chart, something doesn't exactly align. Right. I find myself wanting to align with that. So I'm yeah. like, okay, what can I do to get there? How can I 
become this person that my birth chart is telling me not to be, but my birth chart is telling me I can be. Mm -hmm. Yes. I, I really, really like that. And you kind of mentioned how astrology and your horoscope or like what your astrology says over time can change. And that's what I have a problem with about Enneagrams and like the Myers-Briggs personality test as well, because you could take it one year and then maybe you go to therapy, maybe you had a breakup, whatever happens that you like went through some, you know, change in your confidence or like how you respond to things emotionally and your personality type or your Enneagram is going to be completely different the next year whenever you take it. And so I hate how it can change over time or like Mm -hmm. where it is a test you can be like persuaded on how you answer. Like you could answer on like how you think you should answer. (laughs) And I I hate that. I hate that. There are questions that are so easily um, swayed. Like, would you help somebody, you know, on the side of the road? And you're like, well, of course I'm going to say yes, I'm going to, you know, but at the end of the day, like if you don't see them, it's so, you know, it's something completely different. There's so many ways that you could be swayed by, uh, just the way the test is presented and the circumstances and how your day has gone so far before you take the test. It's one of those things that, um, you know, it's, it's just so funny. Right. I remember when I was in business school, when we took the Enneagram, they were like, okay, so this means you're a leader. These numbers mean you're a follower. This number means like you're a subordinate. This number means you're like right. an executive type. And I was just like, well, what if I don't want to be what that is? Mm-hmm. And there was just like, no, but that's like what you're meant to be. Right. And I was like, I'm going to come back to you in 10 years yeah. and tell me if that still fits because something tells me it won't. Yeah. and a lo- At least not for everybody. Yes. And a lot of the traits that come with personality tests or even astrology, I feel like can be very stereotypical or have like a con- con- connotation. Wow, I can't can't speak a connotation with it. Like everyone knows that Gemini is two faced or like a bitch, or yep. you know what I mean. And it's like no, there's like literally so much more than that. Um, or you said like you know that one number might mean you're subordinate, and like that somebody could take that that the wrong way just because of ser- stereotypes and the negative connotation around that word. Whereas I feel like with human design, it's all very neutral. Or yes. positive. And, like, yes. I don't think I've ever seen anything on there that, like, makes me, like, get the ick. You know what I mean? No, 100%. And, I mean, there are – I think that human design, it's about uplifting. It's, like, about how your energy travels through you. And it's about uplifting that energy. And, like I said, embodying your best self. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to say your profile is, and I'm making this up, so don't listen to these numbers, but your profile is a 12-3 and you are um, like a sad wizard. I don't know. Yeah. Something like <laughs> weird like that. Like you're not going to get those types of results. Right. You're going to get something that's almost overly inflated. Like, for example, I'm a 4-6, which is called the regal authority figure. Yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> which makes me laugh when I think and say it because like. That sounds so uppity and like high of mm-hmm. yourself. But then again, when I think we're so used to as a society as demeaning ourselves, mm-hmm. it's really nice to like imagine my best self being a regal authority figure. Right. And I'm the exemplary human. And I'm like, what does that 
What does that even mean? <laughs> yes, you are, Caroline. Yes, you are. I'm just like, that sounds so great, but like literally nobody ever in the hills of Kentucky, in the hills of Appalachia, have ever said exemplary. <laughs> like, what the hell? I so want to like dress up in a disguise and like run into your supermarket and be like you are an exemplary person right and just have your mind be absolutely blown i know i'm just like, like how did she know i know i'm just like i've never <laughs> never used that word nobody's ever said it around me of course i like knew what it meant but i was just like that that's not in my vocabulary but thanks <laughs> so <laughs> um this episode is gonna be filled with so many laughs i feel like okay i feel like that too yeah. <laughs> So, human design, astrology, Enneagrams, personality tests, all of that is just, like, a form of learning about yourself, which, kind of going back to it, like, I felt like I was having this identity crisis, and I was like, I need something to draw off of, like, besides being a reactive dog owner, because my ego was getting attached to it, I was, like, putting so much pressure on myself and on Layla, and, like, her performance was my performance. It was just a whole big thing. So I was taking a moment to really detach from that and definitely led me into like some depressive episodes because I was like, what is my worth if I'm not basing it Mm -hmm. on my dog? Because that's just like what I got comfortable with and started to learn about ways that I could learn more about myself, my interests. And then like this whole world just kind of like piqued my interest itself which was so cool but there are so many things that you can get out of these you know ways of learning about yourself that can ultimately help you as a dog owner as a human oh my gosh, yes. it's can be like so validating and so I want to hear about you know how you've drawn from this with within your life uh as a dog owner yeah so that is such a good question. And I feel like while I haven't before we discussed doing this episode, I hadn't exactly looked at the parallels. Mm-hmm. I have um I'm trying to think of the best way to put it. I have, you know, been trying to embody my best self that human design shows me I can be, and then putting those into practice when I'm with my dog and also acknowledging, you know, what human design says and um, acknowledging that I do have some habits that or cycles that I'd like to break or and even though it might not be feasible to like break the idea of frustration completely like everybody gets frustrated mm-hmm. um, but I do recognize that that's my not self so that's how I feel when things aren't going well or things aren't aligned in my universe so it's normal for me to feel frustrated when things aren't going great in our training mm-hmm. it's normal And it's just something that I have to like take a breath, acknowledge that feeling of frustration and then continue on from there. Mm. Um, And I think that that's just one of the many examples I could think of is, you know, kind of just keeping in the back of my mind, my big five, um, which is what I call like the big five themes that I've taken from my Mm -hmm. human design. Um, Just reminding myself that it's okay to feel these feelings. And just to take them and move on. Right. Right. Um, I think one of the things that I love about it is that it's going to be, like, what you read in your human design is going to be like, oh, yeah, like, that's totally me. And it's going to, like, just feel natural. And I think, you know, 
with being on social media, being around dog owners, maybe you go to a training class, whatever, everyone's going to tell you how you should do something or how you should feel. And I think a lot of time that strips away some of the creativity that you might have as a human figuring out how to work with your dog or, you know, problem solve for anything. And so there's a lot of stuff that I found in um, astrology, not astrology, in human design that it's just kind of like validating of like, oh, like that makes sense why I do things with Layla that way or why I feel this way with her because, you know, my personality type is this or my my energy type is this and it's just like validating that that's how it's meant to be and I can like take off some of the judgment that I have felt from not doing things a certain way or like following the status quo or like feeling my feels throughout things (laughs) like my um my strongest sense is like feeling and so, like, it makes sense why I, I do so many of the things that I do with her. Or, like, I've created mm-hmm. so many of the things that, like, I've I've made, right? So, I think, like, it just is really nice to feel validated. And whenever I'm questioning something, I will go back and read through that. And it's not going to give me, like, the exact answer, like, this is what you should do. But like you said, it does have you embody kind of like your higher self of like who you aspire to be, who you could be, like your best self. So like I'll go through and read that and then I'll be like, okay, like my intuition is right on this. Because like that's, that's what, like that's what I would naturally do. That's what my intuition's telling me to do. So that's kind of how I've taken a lot of it. And it's helped me reflect on past moments with Layla to be like, it just makes sense. Yeah. And one of the things I love that you said is that, especially in today's day and age, and especially on dog Instagram mm-hmm. and all sides of Instagram, everybody has an opinion. Right. Everybody has what they think you should do for this particular problem. And no one's opinion is the exact same. Mm-hmm. There are always little changes because every time you take something from someone else, an idea, a concept, you're changing it a little bit to fit your lifestyle, right. to fit you know what you want which is great. But I think that the human design and your strongest sense and all that stuff really does play into what you're going to take from that. And like you said, not feeling guilty Mm -hmm. about not taking that exact person's, you know, copying exactly what they did. Right. Because there's so many times I ask for advice, even from like friends or family or even online over dog Instagram. And I ask people, like, what do you add into your dog's food? Or how do you train this? You know, and I get so many answers. And I take like a hybrid of them. Mm-hmm. And I put them into use. I never take exactly what one person said. And it's so easy to feel guilty about that. Because here I am asking for people's opinions, and then essentially ignoring them, right? But I'm not actually ignoring them. It's just not my energy is not there. Yeah, it's not the same match. Which what is your energy type? Um, my energy type is I'm a manifesting generator. Okay. So because the energy type is like how your inner energy functions as a right. whole, and it's kind of the broadest theme in human design. Right. Because I was going to say, I feel like, you know, especially with like a projector, so I just know a lot about projectors because there's somebody in 
the mentorship program that I'm in that is a projector. And so like we're always talking about how projectors like have to be invited to share their opinion or share their knowledge. Like they have to be kind of invited into the opportunity. And so I feel like if you were a projector in um, in human design and you were a dog owner, then like your advice about something might not be taken the best way if you are invited to give your opinion in the first place. Or like yes. if you're trying to find new dog, a new dog training facility or like a new training class, like you might try out five and then that sixth one, somebody invites you to that. And like, that's going to be the one for you because you were like invite, your energy was like invited into that space. A hundred percent. And as like a manifesting generator, our, um, the manifesting generator are called like multi-passionate people. Yeah. I was going to say you probably like jump around a lot from interest to interest. Like, yeah. And we're known as defying society and breaking out of boxes. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's super interesting because, you know, I started off my account just posting cute pictures of my dog right. and I kind of fell into the training world. So I hopped around from trainer to trainer until I found a trainer that we really liked and we worked with to get Remy off leash and to minimize his reactivity. And then we file off the training a little bit and I'm not as strict on training as I used to be when we first started. Um, and now then I dove into like the raw food world and, you know, I started making bowls and right. like, educating on raw food. So I've You've done I've some content creation. Exactly. Yeah. I've, you know, I've kind of been all, been around the bases for lack of better terms. Right. And, you know, that looks like I am flaky maybe, or maybe it looks like I just have multiple different interests. I don't know how it portrays, but it's just, you know, I don't want to be one type of thing. I want to be all the things. Mm-hmm. Right. And my energy type is a generator. And so basically how that's defined is if you are lit up, then like everyone else is going to be lit up. Like you're literally like producing energy. And like, if you're feeling good, then you're going to out, like everyone around you is going to feel good. If you're not feeling good, you're going to like drain the energy. And like, there are just so many things that like, maybe even if I have gotten into like the wrong group of people, like talking to them on the wrong profile in a nasty comment section like if that will drain my energy and therefore like the rest of my day is like I'm gonna be a little bit drained therefore the people around me are gonna be a little bit more drained whereas if I'm like intentionally putting myself into like I'm going on really positive um, or aligned profiles I'm in the messages connecting with people I'm you know, going to like a really great training class that lights me up. I have like a really good walk with Layla. Like that Mm -hmm. all is going to like make me feel so, so, so good. And so Mm -hmm. therefore like the things that I put out are going to give other people energy. It's going to give my family energy. It's going to affect Layla. And so like basically what that tells me is like I have to be extremely intentional about where I put myself because that's going to affect not only my energy, but everyone else's energy as well. Yeah. And I think that that's so interesting. I mean, the first thing that I thought when you told me about that is, wow, that sounds exhausting. 
That was my first thought. I was like, oh my God, if I have to come into the room and light up the damn room every single time, I'm exhausted. Well, I just want to say, I don't have to try though. Like that's the whole thing about yeah. generators is yeah. like, if you are intentionally like putting yourself in aligned situations where you're getting energy, then it's like, you don't even have to try to light up the room. You just do. And I love that, but I just, just, so for example, I'm going to bring it back to myself. Yeah. Not yeah. to take away from you. No, go but, So like one of my things is like to break out of boxes. I find so much comfort in boxes. That's something I'm mm. working through right now. I love labels. I love putting myself into teeny neat little boxes and saying, this is me. This is my personality. Mm -hmm. That's why I loved astrology so much when I was younger. I was like, I'm a Libra. That is all my traits. That's all I am. I am a Libra. Mm -hmm. You know, I love putting myself into little boxes. So to learn that, and I, I also love following rules. Mm -hmm. I'm a rule follower. I'm a good girl. Always have been. So to hear that I'm supposed to defy society and break out of boxes, I look at that sentence and I say, at first, I say, that's not me. Mm -hmm. I reject that notion of me. I'm a rule follower and I love my labels. Mm -hmm. But then I think about it more and I think I'm having more fun and being more authentically me when I am defying society and when I am breaking out of boxes and exploring multiple things at once that society doesn't really allow us to do anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I That's how I am my best self, even though I find so much comfort in defying society. And breaking out of boxes, it's, or you know what I mean, right? Opposite. It's hard to do, but that's what my best self does. Right. And so I'm just thinking for you, like when I thought, like, wow, this is so tiring. I was like, it's so easy to surround yourself with energy. Like it's, it's hard to find an energy that aligns. You have to seek it out. Right. Yes. Rarely does a an aligned energy fall into your lap. Right. Right. So that's what I mean when I said it was so tiring is because I'm like, wow, to have to, you know, not be positive all the time, but be surrounding yourself and be so intentional with the world you create with yourself. Mm -hmm. That sounds hard. Well, let me tell you, because that perfectly leads into like what my profile is, the six two, which I have like Perfect. a lot of stuff to say about that. But amazing. It is so hard whenever your brain is, like, wired for – and this is not just my brain. It's everyone's brain. Your brain is, like, wired to think about what could possibly happen that is bad so that you're, like, prepared for it. And so, like, mm -hmm. that's, you know, where a lot of people's anxiety stems from. And it's been really hard to, like, reprogram that. But it makes – perfect sense as to like why I have anxiety but my energy type is to go find aligned like good aligned things to be around it's like okay yeah. that is like you know in in going back to what I first said what did I want I wanted a blueprint for like how I should live my life what is this telling me go be around good aligned energy and then mm -hmm. you'll be you'll be great. Like you'll you'll feel great. You'll you know be around great people. You'll give energy to other people. And so yeah, it is a lot of like trial and error to find that. And it's a lot of like willpower and um, discipline to like mm -hmm. not fall into the bad comment section or like 
Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. Especially on social media when it's right in front of your face. Right. You can't escape it. Right. And even just like my thought patterns too. It's, oh, yeah. I don't know if you have the app Superhuman. Um, I don't. Okay. So it's, I think you do, sorry, I think you do have to pay for it, but they have just so many um, like affirmation meditations. Oh, you know, it'll be Ooh. like, Yesterday I did a uh, a 20 minute cleaning affirmation meditation and it was just like Ooh. you know really great music like the vibe was good and then every once in a while she would come on and say you know you're going to be so proud once you're done with this and like a clean space is like a good mental space and like all of these like just really nice yeah. like pep talks kind of I thing. Love that. And it's like, yeah. I have to put myself in those situations to like have that good vibe, good energy or else like my brain just naturally goes to the shit. And, mm-hmm. but I've like learned whenever I do that, like I do feel really, really great. And like that aligns with my energy type, but Going back to profile, so I'm a 6'2", and this And what's that called again? The Exemplary Human. It's also called okay. um, the Something Hermit, like I, in, in a Ooh. different, um, not a different human design, but like, yeah, I guess like in a different human design app, like it's also called the Something Hermit. I can't remember. But and so just one thing yeah. I want to say is the first number. So for example, Caroline's a six two. The first number is how she sees herself, mm-hmm. and the second number is how others see us. Right, right. So just just for the audience. Yes, thank you for that. And I'm gonna pull up <laughs> uh, <laughs> my my app here. Um, yeah. So the first number is how. I see myself. Second number is how others see me. And a six operates as a three for like the first 30 years of your life. Oh, interesting. And a three, it's the only one that does that. And a three is all about trial and error. So like my first 30 years is all about trial and error. And like, I'm looking at that as like, well, how do I find, like, the best energy for me to be around, the best things for me to intentionally put myself in so that, you know, after that, I'm in, like, a really good place and, like, I know what works for me. I love that. But whenever I first heard that, like, the first 30 years is all about trial and error and, like, taking big risks and making big mistakes and, like, doing, like, wild stuff and, I was like, I'm not wild. I've, like, literally (laughs) never done anything wrong in my life. Like, I've played it so safe. Like, I feel like I, like, learned about that. And I was like, shit, do I need to go, like, act crazy for the next, like, (laughs) three or four years? (laughs) Oh, my God. That's also something that I love is when people take things, like, so literally. Right. um, I don't know if you know – I don't know if you know the astrology app CoStar. Yes. It went viral for a little bit. And – but they're it starts sending people push notifications right. of like avoid asparagus today. Like yes. you know, like the most niche random things are like your love life is in trouble, like check his phone. Right. You know, like the most weird niche messages that didn't even apply to astrology. <laughs> yes. And it was just Right. So when it, like when human design says to get wild, of course your mind is like, Oh my god, do I have to go to a rave and like right. surf on like crowd right like what's going on yes and I like talked to Emma about this and 
because she's a 622 if you didn't know that and Mm -hmm. I was talking to her about this and she was like yeah you're literally you're taking it too literally you're literally taking it literally (laughs) and she was like this could literally just be like trial and error about what makes you light up or like trial and error about you know how you like to do your morning routine or like how you like to do your night routine like it literally like you hear trial and error and like through society you think of going into college and doing all the drugs and exactly and I'm like I didn't do that and you're like I'm not doing that right (laughs) and you're like I'm not planning on it right and so like after talking to her and other people about it I just have like a whole new perspective and I'm like okay this makes a lot more sense to me now so okay tell me about your profile because I've like talked forever (laughs) no you're fine so I'm a 4-6, which I said is the regal authority figure, which is so funny mm-hmm. to me because I'm, I feel like I'm like a down in the dirt type of person, like not in a bad way, just like I don't mind getting dirty. So the idea of being like a regal authority figure is always hilarious to me. But 4 is called the people person. And this is how I see myself. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, my life is measured by the people I surround myself with, very similar to you. And I'm supposedly gifted at bonding with people and I'm able to sense which relationships are worth it in the long run and what relationships will serve me best. And I'm also able able to easily let go of relationships that just aren't serving me at all. Mm, Interesting. And I found that ring so true. I mean, I'm not kidding when I say I've emerged from high school and college, all living in the same city. Mm -hmm. Well, not living in the same, but living in the same city that I went to college in. And only talking to like maybe two or three people that I graduated from the entirety of college with. I only talked to one person that I graduated high school with. Mm -hmm. I'm so intentional. And growing up, that was terrible because I used to think like, wow, I have a different friend in every friend group, but I would struggle where to sit with at lunch. You know, I didn't have a set group. And that drove me crazy because growing up in the movies, you always see everybody, girls at least, with their clique, with their friendship group. I never had that. I was always best friends with the captain of that team or best friends with like the nerd from that team. And, you know, I, but I kind of made my own group, but I could never, even to this day, if I were to have like a birthday dinner, Mm -hmm. it would be so awkward because nobody has anything in common (laughs) except me. (laughs) So it would just be like the weirdest birthday dinner ever. Um, And that's just how I am. So I thought that that was so funny because I do have no problem letting relationships fade. Like if not, if I don't like you, you'll know, not that, but if I don't vibe with somebody, then I'm not going to, you know, no matter how badly I want to do the thing or see the thing, I'm going to remove myself from the situation if I just don't vibe with someone. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, so that's my four and then I'm a four, six. So the six is the wise stage, which is how other people see me. Although I'm pretty sure at 24, in the youngest of three, like, no one in my life sees me as a wise sage. I'm pretty sure. Wait, so I don't know (laughs) if this, if the six is only, like, so, you know how I said the six acts like the three for the first 30 years? I'm not sure if that's for just the first number, like, or if it's, okay, so does it say that you will act like a, like, trial and error too? Not really. There's nothing about trial and error. It says that 
others will see me as born with an innate wisdom, but mm-hmm. the wisdom is hidden for the first 30 years of my life. Okay, yes. So as I establish myself and my natural wisdom will only show my, itself when I stop putting focus on what others are doing and thinking and when I settle within myself and tune out the background noise. Mm. Mm-hmm. So kind of similar with the 30 years, but I just have a secret well of wisdom that's waiting to open right. up. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mine says that as well for my six and or something to that effect. And basically it then goes on to say like in the exemplary human, which is when um, I don't know exactly what it's called, but it's whenever like the, the six and the two t- come together. That's how I got the name exemplary human or how you got the name regal authority for our like mm-hmm. personality type. Um, but it says, you know, when the six and the two for me come together, it talks about how like you're searching for this wisdom, but like all along it's been inside of you. And, like, a big thing for me, which kind of goes back to, like, the generator, is that, like, if I find wisdom within myself, then, like, others will find it within me as well. Yes. Which I think is I love that. really cool. And I've been trying That's to, like, really embrace cool. it more. Yeah. And I also just want to say, like, it says 30 years, but I think it's talking really about our Saturn return. Yeah, it definitely Which is. could really hit between, like, the 28. 230 mm-hmm. range so it's not going to be like on my 30th birthday I'm gonna be like all right universe right. give me that wisdom right like, <laughs> it's gonna be more like between the ages of 28 to 30 when my life begins to settle a bit um you know like then I'll start coming coming into my own and you know drawing conclusions that I probably have been there all along but I just haven't been able to see mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah. So I think that that's so awesome that we both have six and it's so interesting how it changes for the first number versus the second number. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. No, it is really interesting. So my my second one, which is how people see me, which both of these are so spot on for me. I feel like the six, I was like, that was more of who... I want to be without like any societal pressure and then the two is like which this is how other people see me so it makes sense but the two I was like yep that is exactly who I am (laughs) um but the two is is the natural um which means there's things that I just know how to do naturally like people will ask me how do you how do you know that how do you do that and I'm just like I don't know it just like comes naturally like I've always been told that I'm like a jack of all traits and like things just come easy and I'm like yep that like all of that just makes so much sense um and like the way that I see this one though and this is just like coming out of some deep reflection is that I I, or people see me as having like a lot of potential And Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to, like, toot my own horn here, but, like, people see me as having, like, a lot of potential, which is great. And, like, I also think that I have a lot of potential, but I think that can be um, misinterpreted sometimes in, like, Mm a, well, like, we know Caroline can do that or we think Caroline can do that. So, like, let's put this pressure on her to get this thing done, even though that's probably not the best option for her, if that makes sense. So, like, there's... I think that... 
that makes total sense. I mean, even just in terms of watching you through the realm of Instagram, like you say you're going to do something and then you just do it. Mm -hmm. Like there's no, if I say I'm going to do something, you'll see like six close friends story of me being like, oh, I said I'd wake up early, but I don't want to. (laughs) Uh, I just used my alarm for the third time. You know, like with you, I feel like you're like, I have this idea of, you know, this, this product that I want to make. And then you're like, all right, did, did, did done it Mm -hmm. done and you're just it's you're so amazing from what I could see from this end of like following through and just you know doing exactly what you put your mind to but that does I imagine come with so many burdens because like there must be some things you don't want to do right and there's there's (laughs) yeah and there's things like coming to mind in particular that like in the moment I like said yes to the opportunity Mm-hmm. But my gut was telling me, like, no, do not do this. Like, do not do this. But I did it anyways because I thought that's, like, what I should be doing. That was, like, the next step in the process. And, mm-hmm. like, even to this day, I'm like, how how did I get that? Like, why was I even the person chosen for that? And, yeah. like, I think about how people see my potential. And I'm like, but what I wanted to put my energy into doesn't match with my potential, if that makes sense. So it kind of goes back to like finding those things that like align with me so that I'm actually lit up instead of saying yes to opportunities that I don't align with and hating my life for for a few months. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think that that makes total sense. Yeah. Um, Speaking of which, Gut decisions. What's your authority, which is how you make best decisions? Right. So that for me is emotional authority. I was going to say feeling, but that's my, um, that's my strongest sense. But yeah, emotional authority. So like when, do you find yourself to be emotional? Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) So like going back to this, this time, whenever I was saying like, you know, I was taking those opportunity, but you know, everything in me was telling me no, like, I was sad, I was crying, I literally like, oh my god, said yes to this thing while sobbing. Yeah, like you had like a physical reaction, like, like not even just like a feeling or like an emotion, but you had like a visceral reaction. Yes. To this decision you didn't want to make. Right. But I thought it's what I should do. But yeah, I'm very emotional in that way that's so oh my gosh wow I mean I like I don't love hearing that you were obviously sobbing but I'm saying but I was thinking like I love how almost straightforward that is like at least as long as you can acknowledge what you're feeling as long as you're in a place where you can feel your feelings and your emotions and be truthful to them like that's such a great guideline right for where you should be yeah and so a like a tip for generators is like if you don't um whatever your authority is so like mine's emotional like how you feel things like if I don't feel like a full body like emotional yes then like it's not for me and like that's really hard sometimes because I'm just like I've grown up being such a people pleaser such a Mm -hmm. like I don't care what we do type of person so even now, I'm like, do I want to use the flexi or the six foot leash? And I'm like, waiting for my body to like do something. Because <laughs> like, 
like, okay, where are the tears? Where's the love? Right. Like, I need something here. Right, because I'm just, like, trying to, like, practice it more, right? So, like, I know what it feels yeah. like. And it's so simple. But I'm just, like, what's going to actually, like, make me happy? What's going to make Layla happy? Like, 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 I'm trying to be more intentional and, like, actually put, like, thought and feeling behind it than just, like, picking up a leash for the day. <laughs> No, I love that. That is, that is so important. And I think that that's, that's so awesome that like, you know, you need to like feel it Mm -hmm. and then just sit, stand there and like tune in being like, which leash do I want to use? Like, that's such a superpower. That's so cool. It's crazy though, because it's so hard. I'm just sitting there. I'm like, waiting for something to happen. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, I bet. So what is yours? So mine is sacral authority, which Mm. means gut intuition. Okay. And let me tell you, that one kept me up for days when I found out. Okay. Because I, I began my journey into holistic healing, beginning, think, like, I went to start going to a holistic doctor, I started seeing Emma, I started doing all the things, because my biggest challenge is I've grown up medicated for mental disorders, mm-hmm. mental disorders, like I had depression, anxiety growing up, and then it later evolved into bipolar. And one of the things is everyone kept saying, oh, listen to your gut, listen to your gut when I entered the holistic realm. And I felt like I was too medicated to even have access to like my gut feeling. Mm, I felt like because my emotions can be dampened, Mm -hmm. I felt like I can't really tell what my body or what my gut is saying. So when they told me that when my human design was a sacral authority, it felt like a punch in the gut. Yeah. Is what it felt like. Yeah. Because I was like, because I was like, I'm in this journey because I feel like I can't feel my gut. Mm -hmm. Not like in a literal sense, but I feel like I can't trust my gut intuition because I don't know what it's saying because I'm so medicated and have been for so long. But now you're telling me that my best decisions come from my gut. And I was Mm -hmm. like, this is a circle that I do not like. This is a cycle that I do not like. Um, so like my, the idea that my best decision-making tool is being blocked felt like a huge cosmic Mm -hmm. joke on me. Mm -hmm. I was really upset about that. And so something that I'm now trying to continuously work on is almost overanalyzing my gut decisions. And that means kind of pissing off the people around me sometimes because I'm the same way. I'm a people pleaser. So I'll say yes to something. And then I have to sit with it for like three to five business days. <laughs> and then like and then like if in three to five business days I'll be like, mm, my gut says yes. Mm, my gut says hell no. Yeah. And so then I get back to them like three to five business days and I'm like, mm, I know I said I'd do this, but my gut says no. And they're like, why didn't your gut tell you that when I asked? Right. And I'm like, I wish she could tell you. Yeah. I wish she could tell you, but she's shouting and it's muffled. Right. Like, right. <laughs> right. So it's like learning a whole new language. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean? It's literally learning to listen to your body. I'm going to look up the other um, authority t- types just so that we can, like, kind of speak to them a little bit. Because um, I know we said, like, sacral and emotional. Mm-hmm. Sorry, guys. Having to look it up on old Google. <laughs> we just want to educate you the yes. best we can. <laughs> yes. Okay. So emotional, sacral, splenic, ego, uh, your G-center, and then your, like, head. So it's kind of, like, aligning a little bit with um, – is it aligning with your chakras? No, I don't think so, actually. What's your uh, 
final and then your your G-spot was that what it was? Okay, I didn't say G-spot, I said Jesus. <laughs> Like, I can't imagine feeling something in my spleen. Right. But it's how you should best... Okay, so I think whenever we say feeling, it goes back to, like, how you should best make decisions. Okay. So, like, emotional is, you know, obviously, like, very emotional feeling. You know, you're, like, nervous or you're excited yeah. or you're sad. Um, Splenic is all about... Uh, Intuition, instinct, fear, immune system. Um, let's see. You said yours was – what did you say yours was? Um, mine was sacral. Sa- okay, sacral. So yours well, – let's see here. Yeah, so yours is like gut feeling. Um, mm-hmm. So what they call like the G center here, it's like kind of in this area. It's all about um, direction, love, self, which this is really – hold on, guys. This is probably not the best – chart for me to look at <laughs> obviously we are not like total human design experts like yes please go look like, this up on your, me with your questions yes. but know that google and i are on the same page right yeah now. <laughs> yeah okay yeah splenic authority i found a good one um you have the gift of a quiet inner knowing like a whisper in your ear splenic uh, splenic authority is a high evolved survival intelligence that alerts us to which people places and paths are correct you will know instinctively when something is correct or incorrect for you. This is the gift of divine timing. Um, Do you know what that kind of reminds me of? What? When a dog's hackles raise. Mm, yeah. Along their spine. Like, mm-hmm. when they're, like, don't like something and their hackles raise. It kind of – or, like, when you get really tense up mm-hmm. because, like, you're uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It sounds like almost an, an iteration of that. Yeah. To me, this kind of sounds like – Whenever you just, like, have, like, you just know, like, this, like, yeah. this talks about, like, you'll hear, like, the whisper and it will not repeat itself. It's kind of like, go with your first instinct is what this yes. sounds like to me. Okay, I love that. So, okay, that was our, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, the thing is, is that, like, I know so much about how it speaks to me, but then whenever it comes to things that, like, aren't me... Or, like, aren't mm-hmm. people that I talk to about it? I'm, like, I literally have no idea what this means. And what's yeah. funny is that Bobby, my husband, is a 6'2 generator as well. No way. <laughs> so, I'm, like, what? I, yeah, I know. It was really wild. And, That's so wild. And so many of our things are very similar. Um, And so, I'm, I don't have anything to work off of besides. What is me? Oh my because gosh. he's like the same. Yeah, yeah it's it's really That's crazy. So funny. I had a feeling that he was like just after learning about it and reading mine. I'm like, I just have this wild feeling that Bobby's also gonna be a six two, and then I finally got his birth time from his mom, and I was like, oh my <laughs> gosh! Like I can't believe that I was like right that I was like so spot on. 
Um, I definitely I thought he was going to be a manifesting generator instead of a generator. So I was like really, really surprised, but it was so, so cool. And I think like the trial and error type of phase that the, like the six describes like aligns with him very, very Do you well. think he's going through that too now? Like he's trying to find like his best daily routine, mm-hmm. his best. Well, you know, yeah, like- but his is like a little bit more um, out in the open. I would say Mm -hmm. so like he in college like he um not experimented but like he definitely tested out like different friend groups like people that were Mm -hmm. into different things um whether Mm -hmm. that be music or sports and like he kind of dabbled in a little bit of of everything and like clicks clicks that like Mm -hmm. wouldn't really see together um yeah and then now like in adult life he's had a few different jobs because, you know, one just, like, didn't settle right with him. It's not, like, any mm-hmm. um, anything major happened, but he just was, like, this just isn't the one for me. Like, I'm going to go try something else. And then, yeah, you know, yeah. he was, like, I'm going to go try being um, a, a a music tour manager for a friend that. for, like, a hot second. And then now he's, you know, trying a different kind of engineering job. And so, like, he's definitely been more in, like, the trial and error phase and, like, an outward facing. Gotcha. Way. That's so cool to see, though. Yeah. Really, really, really cool. Um, but it makes a right. lot of sense. Okay. I love that. All right. Moving on, I want to talk about, like, our – um what let's see what is it exactly called the not self sign and the, yeah the sign and the not self because that okay. really goes along with like your energy type too I think yes so my sign is how I know I'm on the right path is that I'm gonna be feeling satisfaction okay and I know for some other energy types it's success I think and for some it's surprise which I think like that's a really cool thing to feel yeah. like if you know you're on the right path like you you're feeling surprised like that's cool yeah so what is yours mine's also satisfaction so I I love it because like it's just it's just such a full feeling you know that mm-hmm. feeling of satisfaction like when you're looking around it whether it's something you made something you did or like even when you're just surrounded by like people you love you just get that warm happy like mm-hmm. contentment in your chest and you're just satisfied. You're right. Like, this is good. This is this is what life is supposed to be about. Mm-hmm. And that's such a fun feeling. So I definitely like that my sign is satisfaction. Yeah, I, I definitely do too. And after learning about this and reflecting, just to like take it back to dog stuff a little bit, like Oh yeah, definitely. Thinking about the times that I've been like the most proud, like with Layla, like it just makes it makes sense that like that's my feeling of satisfaction to know like I'm doing the right thing to know that I'm doing like what is best for us um whereas my not self is frustration (laughs) and that's what you feel when you're doing things that aren't aligned to you and I'm like I've felt that a lot (laughs) that's I mean so mine's frustration too and it's I think that those are two that are very much tie into dog training I mean you know, some people, like when I call my dog back from a recall mm-hmm. and he comes back right away, I have that feeling of satisfaction. I don't feel really any need to test him further. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm like, you just did what I asked. I'm happy in this moment. I'm going to bask in this happiness. But then like, you know, when he pulls on the leash on a different walk, I get frustrated. And I mean, mm-hmm. I think that those are very broad 
you know, words that everybody feels satisfied when something goes right and everything feels frustrated when something goes wrong. But I think it's more of like um, an inside sense. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not angry. I don't get angry in that way. I don't get sad Mm -hmm. in that, like from that. I'm just, it's just pure like, right. Or pure like sigh, like happiness. Right. Right. I think for me, like, I've always known that if I'm feeling frustrated, that something needs to change. Like, I need to change something. Mm -hmm. And so, and this is even before learning about human design, but, like, I would feel frustrated. And, like, if I wouldn't do anything about it, like, I would continue to feel frustrated, like, obviously. And so, I've always been this, like, advocate of, like, if you're feeling something bad, or, like, that you don't want to feel, then, like, fucking get up and do something about it. <laughs> yes. And so, like, if you're feeling, like, if you're feeling frustrated, okay, like, well, what are you going to do to change? Like, what are you going to do? Like, this is obviously telling you that, like, you aren't, like, whatever you're doing isn't aligned. So, like, do something. And, like, I think that goes back to dog training a lot because it's, like, I could let her pull on the leash all day and feel frustrated about it. And it's, like... I could sit here and, like, blame her for getting too excited or being too aroused Mm -hmm. or, like, blame that she's just a herding breed and, like, that's just the way that they are. But, like, I'm still going to be frustrated about it until, like, I actually take the accountability and do something about it and, like, work to make progress. And then I'm going to feel satisfaction after, like, we do little bits of training and make some progress. Yes. And I think that that's also like such a good point you bring up, like, because while we both have satisfaction and frustration in common, Mm -hmm. and like, I'm sure so many people are going to say that they do. Mm -hmm. It's just how we handle it, though, is so different and speaks to our um, speaks to our profiles. Right. Because when I get frustrated, I don't shut down per se, but I'm but like, I'm, I stay in that frustration for a little bit. I'm not immediately like turning around and being like, all right, you pulled on the leash. We're practicing some heel right now. It takes me like a little bit of, it takes a little more frustration for me to finally be like, okay, I have to do something about this because I'm uncomfortable here. Mm. I'm uncomfortable sitting in this frustration, but it takes a little more than like just that initial frustration right. for me to be like, I need to change. Right. Uh. So that speaks to how like we both have it, but we're also different in that you like, you feel frustration and you're like, okay let's do something about it. I feel frustration and I'll like not wallow in it, but I'll just be like, okay, I'm frustrated. And then I kind of try to push it aside and continue on. Mm -hmm. And then he pulls again down the block and I'm like, okay, now I'm more frustrated. Mm -hmm. Like it takes a little bit more to get me to my breaking point. Right. I mean, that, that makes total sense. And it's not bad one way or the other. No, definitely not. But it's just, it's just interesting to see that like, cause I think it took me, um, it t- it's taking me a while to be uncomfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. Which is a weird thing to say. Yeah. But I feel like, I feel like for so long and it like, depending on like how you grew up or like, you know, you're kind of told to like sit back and just like, let it happen. Mm-hmm. You're told like, you don't like it. We'll suck it up and deal with it. Mm-hmm. Just be tougher. And Exactly. And so I think I've got very comfortable at being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And so the idea of, you know, changing it, the idea that it's all in my hands, 
Like, this is my dog. This is my life. If I want to spend the time to train, I can. It's such like a newer concept to me that I'm still grasping. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's just a really interesting life lesson that I'm learning. That was kind of off on a tangent. Oh, no. But it like goes back to how you were saying at the beginning, like you are like, I don't resonate with like breaking boxes and like doing my own thing. Like it, I mean, it just kind of circles back to that. So, I mean, I feel like how we look at this as who we like aspire to be, who our best selves are, who our higher selves are, like however you want to put it. It's like, like we are now seeing the work that we need to do in order to get to that place. Yeah. And it's like, I know we're going to get there, but like, oh shit. Like we have to like do all of these things to get to it. Yeah. Like the frustration is there, not because my inner energy or, you know, the universe or whatever you believe in wants me to feel frustrated. Right. It's not here because it wants me even necessary to learn a lesson. It's there because it wants me to change. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so it's just all about, you know, like breaking out of the boxes and, you know, like, okay, I'm frustrated. I need to change. What am I going to do about it? Mm -hmm. Like you said earlier. Right. Right. Wow. Okay. So there's a few other, like, I think you called it like the big five. Like there's a few other that we were going to dive into, which was your strongest sense, which mine's feeling, Mm -hmm. it very much aligns with like my authority. Um, So which of my six senses is my spidey sense is what it says. Um, So yeah, mine's feeling, picking up on vibes and feelings, which like makes so much sense because whenever I actually like just relating it back to dog ownership, whenever I actually like put my phone down, and, like, am aware of my surroundings, um, which used to be a huge problem for me and, like, still is sometimes. <laughs> but, like, whenever I'm actually aware of my surroundings, it's, like, so easy for me to pick up on, like, Layla's body language, her energy, like, things going on around us. Like, and I mean, it just speaks to that. And that also, I imagine, like, helps a lot in social situations, too. Like, are you the type to enter a room and, like, immediate, like, know when the, where the energy, like, the vibe is off? Or, like, mm-hmm. do you look at someone and be like, are you okay? And they haven't even said a word yet. Are you that person? Well, not that I put myself around a lot of people because I'm more introverted. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, like, if you walk into the room and Bobby's sitting on the couch, yes. can you, like, tell, like, from his vibe just being, like, or, like, the way he's holding, like, the clicker yeah. or the remote? And can you just, like look at him and be like, what happened? What went wrong today? Like, you know, that type of vibe. Right. I mean, yeah, definitely. But it kind of goes back to like the, if I am intentionally putting myself in a position to like be aware and to like Mm -hmm. embrace that aspect of me. Like I can Mm -hmm. definitely say that if I'm not putting myself into intentional situations to help me, and to be my best self, then, like, all of these things are off. Like, uh, like, I don't, like, my spidey sense is, like, it's, it's not feeling. It's, 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 I don't know, probably, like, my eyesight, because that's, like, facts. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just, like, I only, I only know what I can see. (laughs) We're, like, Like, I don't trust anything except for what's right in front of me. Um, But, like, I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, if I'm not, like, 
in a good space, then like everything else, like my gifts, my strongest sense, like all of that is off. Like it is. Oh, yes. And I think that that's, like I said, like my human design is who I want to be. It's mm-hmm. not who I am every day. Mm-hmm. I'm not operating as my best self every day. And I think that as much as I would like to and aspire to, I think I could get myself hopefully in the future or even maybe one day soon acting in like 60% of my human design chart. But I don't think, I think a hundred percent at all times is unattainable because mm-hmm. I'm going to get frustrated sometimes. Right. Right. And then that's going to throw everything off. Mm-hmm. Um, so my strongest spidey sixth sense is inner vision and the power of imagination, mm. which is so like, I love that, but it's just, I operate so much in the masculine energy, not on purpose, just like for my job. Mm-hmm. And just, I find comfort, you know, doing the logical things right. most of the part time. Um, that when I read like inner vision and the power of imagination, I was like, what imagination? <laughs> I was like, boy, what? Um, But then I thought about it more and I was like, okay, if I'm reading a book, I I can't watch a movie once I've read the book Mm. because I get so frustrated with how it doesn't look exactly like the world I made in my head. And I mean, like, I know a ton of people do that, but also the way it translates to not necessarily dog ownership, but dog Instagram. Right. As um, I've been, you know, I help my friends brainstorm real ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like you can see in your head. Yeah. Yeah. Alexa will send me like a toy that looks like a blob. And I'm like, all right, you're playing tic-tac-toe and it looks like an X. And that's the X toy in your tic-tac-toe with your dog. Right. Like I come up with that in like less than 20 minutes. Like my brain is just always coming up with these weird, weird ideas. And it sometimes it's a scary place to be in there. But, you know, but I could channel it to something like helping friends brainstorm content mm-hmm. or even be like a creative director. Yeah, that's what I, I was going to say. Yeah. Once or twice um, on a couple of like, you know, sponsored items, like I don't create it myself because then I get so frustrated with myself because I have this grand scheme, but I'm like, I don't, I can't, my dog can't do that. Mm-hmm. But I love the idea of like directing things. Do you... Like, in this, well, one, just going off of that, like, looking into your human design and then, like, kind of thinking of, like, what job, like, use, utilizes those, like, strengths is literally such a good thing to do if you are, like, yes. I have no idea what I want to do with my life and you're yep. kind of at, it like, a standstill, then you should, like, look at that and then kind of look up, like, where those um, strengths and superpowers would help you. But do you ever before you go on a walk with Remy, like visualize how you want your walk to look? I, so here's the thing I do, Mm -hmm. but then that's so hard because when it doesn't go exactly how I imagined it would, Mm -hmm. I get frustrated. Mm, Okay. And then I start off in the, and then like the first thing that goes wrong, then the entire vision is viewed. Right. So it's frustrating to have like these grandiose visions, but being unable to bring them to life at times. Mm -hmm. So for me, I stick with like, I've tried to, I have, I've had to take a step back because I definitely used to do that. Mm -hmm. But ever since I've had to almost rein in my imagination when it comes to my dog, which is really hard to do. Mm -hmm. 
so I'm currently in this phase of life where like I'm trying to romanticize everything about my life except my dog ownership. Right. Because it like involves another living thing. Exactly. (laughs) And I cannot control everything he's going to do, every reaction he's going to have, every, you know, floating paper bag that's going to scare him on our walk. Like I can't, I can't, man, I can't, I can't accept, like expect it. And I also can't, because then I'm dwelling in like the unhappiness Mm. of like, always on edge you know like where's the plastic bag coming from or um you know there's no plastic bags plastic bags don't exist you know everything right. recycles and everything's where it's supposed to be and nothing's gonna scare him right so I have to kind of be like I am gonna romanticize this walk by I'm gonna look so good or I'm gonna look even if or I'm gonna be so comfortable yeah in so my it's clothes. like more focusing on yourself Exactly. And that's something I've had to learn. And I've only had Remy for three years, but I've had to like, really shut that down fast because I found that I was just every walk was a disappointment Mm -hmm. for like a little bit for like a good like two or three months. And like, not because he was doing anything wrong, like he would be perfect, not pulling or anything. But you know, like, oh, I like something would happen, like he'd pee on his leash by accident, you know, like the stupidest things. And I'd be like, oh, that's not very hot girl walk. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) Oh my gosh. So I had to really rein it in and be like, I'm not putting ridiculous, I'm not saying I start putting ridiculous standards on myself, Mm -hmm. but I'm saying like, I'm trying to focus on the tiny things and rather than letting my imagination run wild, I'm almost on autopilot on my walks now that I think about it. Mm. And that's not a good thing to be either. Because I do need to be aware, especially being having right. a reactive dog and living in a city. But it's easier for me to put my headphones in and listen to music and, you know, imagine what, like, the lovely night routine I'm going to do before I go to bed. Mm-hmm. Or imagine, you know, my future or imagine the world of the book that I was reading earlier. Right. And it is for me to imagine for my dog right now. Because that's just been so widely unhelpful. Huh. That is so interesting. And it kind of sounds like back to when I was putting a lot of pressure on myself. Therefore, I was putting a lot of pressure on Layla. Like, it just kind of, like, carried through because I saw her, like, worth and work as, like, a reflection of me. But that, like, definitely makes sense as to, like, how... Because you can't control them. (laughs) Exactly. And so, yeah, I guess, well, and I'm I'm thinking about it too, talking about like spidey senses. I would love to like know more, I guess, about some of the ones that like aren't obvious. Because for me, like I think of senses and I'm like, touch, (laughs) eyes, like hearing, speaking like and to think to know that yours is like your inner vision and like that imagination I'm like that's really cool but like I don't quite understand (laughs) yeah so I just looked them up Uh uh-huh and there's okay so there's feeling like you were Mm -hmm. inner vision which I am Mm -hmm. and then they're basically the other senses like you said touch outer vision which is, I guess, like, you're particularly sensitive to the aesthetics of food and the environment around you. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it's important for your food to look beautiful, for it to taste good. Mm, okay. 
which sounds like a very difficult concept. Um, your cognition can also be taste, which is interesting. It says you're m- meant to follow what tastes good. Mm, and probably what smells good. But I'm also, like, not licking the sidewalk to see if I should go left or right. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> like, like, and I, and I, that's a very literal sense of it, right. but I'm just saying. I think, that's so interesting. Yeah, I think some of these, like it might not make sense to somebody else reading it or hearing about it. But like, if you are the person that has that sense or like any of these, you know, type of authority or like a type of gift or whatever, then like, it's going to make perfect sense to you. Oh yeah. So I'm reading more about it. And like, if your cognition is taste, if a person or experience leaves a bad taste in your mouth, Mm -hmm. I've heard of that expression before, but I guess I've never really experienced it. Right. And then there is also the smell one, um, which I can, I don't, again, I feel like I don't use my nose to judge things necessarily, but I mean, if someone smells good, they smell good. Right. So. Right. Like I would love to talk to somebody that has one of those senses yeah. and like see how it affects them to get more awareness out of it. And like, even at the end of the day, like all of these things, it's just like kind of making you reflect and be aware for a second. Even mm-hmm. the the um, inner vision one with you, like you said, it doesn't really work for, you know, you and Remy. And it's like, okay, that makes sense. But like, and you took a moment to like really reflect on why it doesn't. And it like made you aware of some of the things that happens with you and Remy. And like it just it brought it into your awareness and so like you're you're thinking about it you're being you know making changes because of it like you're not being stagnant or complacent basically and like I think that's a really cool thing too about some of the aspects of human design or astrology or whatever you look into is that like it literally just makes you more aware of yourself exactly you couldn't have said it any better I think that it's so interesting because like your strongest sense, like, you know, it's your feelings for you. Mm-hmm. Like you, you know, you don't get a bad taste in your mouth every time you have like a bad situation. Like, but you never I thought to identify, oh, it's feeling for me. Right. Just like I've always had a sense of imagination. Like, I feel like I'm always creating different scenarios, different ideas, different worlds in my head, mm-hmm. but I never really thought about it as a sense. Right. Right. I never thought about it as a strength. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it just happened naturally. Like I was naturally imagining my, my best walk with Remy and I had to actually be like, even even like not even thinking about human design, I had to be like, I need to stop dreaming about the perfect walk with Remy. Right. Cause it's not going to happen. Right. Or if it is going to happen, it's going to be what I least expect it. It's not going to be because I'm like anticipating a perfect walk. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, Whereas some of the other facets of human design, like, you know, they aligned, but we had to read more to really figure it out. This is more one of the straightforward ones where it's, oh, I was doing that and I didn't even realize it. Right. Totally. Totally. Okay. We've recorded for literally such a long time, but I want to, (laughs) I want to wrap up with just asking the question, what has resonated with us since diving more into human design? And then we'll wrap up. Yeah. So I feel like we really went through, you know, like the big five, four or five. And 
but I, I think at the end of the day, they all resonated except for maybe the gut intuition, which I'm trying to work my way through right now. Mm -hmm. That being said on my dog, um, on my dog ownership journey, I feel like my profile, like the four, six, the regal authority figure and no, actually take that back. I feel like the manifesting generator, the big energy type has really what's manifested itself for me not manifested what has really what's embodied dog ownership for me in my life right now because um breaking out of boxes and just kind of what I thought having a dog in my 20s in a city would look like versus what it has become you know I've really had to change and explore some labels that I'm not comfortable with and I even now like I use reactive and I do little quotes around it because is my dog like truly reactive not a hundred percent you know it's so niche and so I feel like defying society and breaking out boxes being a manifesting generator is really what resonated the most for me in terms of dog ownership Mm -hmm. just because this dog has taught me so much about myself that and introduced me to so many new boxes that I then had to break out of. Um, so I guess that's what I'm going to go with. Yeah. Okay. Well, the thing (laughs) that really just like hit me so freaking hard the first time that I read this, I cried. Like going back to like being emotional. Like I, I read this and I (laughs) cried, like sobbed. So I love that. So part of my personality being a 6'2 is that, um, and I want to read this like word for word, is the when they come together as the 6'2. Um, and so the 6'2 is about becoming the kind of adult that your child self would have wished existed. And whenever I read that, I was just like, oh my gosh, like, yes, times literally a thousand. And then it goes on to say, you were born to become the dream human being instead of needing anyone else to be. Um, And I like think back so much to like how I like what I experienced growing up, what I saw. And then like now what my whole mission and like passion is about is, you know, Mm -hmm. bringing awareness to um, mental health and like emotional intelligence and like even going to into like so many of the things that I've created with this podcast or the journal or the shirts or like whatever, it all like went back to because my past self like needed it at one point. And I just, whenever I read that, I was like, wow, this, like, I just, I read that and I'm just was like immediately comforted that like I was doing the right thing. Like not only in my life, but like specifically with dog mom mentality, I felt like it was really just, a sign that I was like on the right path and like doing the right thing. And that like my mission and my passion is like, so like ingrained in me that it's like what I am meant to do. I love that so much. And I feel like Emma said something similar recently on her stories. She was just talking about how she had to go back and watch one of her lessons she recorded for her clients Mm -hmm. like three or four years ago. And she had to learn from a past self Mm -hmm. because that's what she needed now. Mm -hmm. And so she was just creating, she just creates content for who she needs to, who she needs to be in that moment. Right. And that's exactly what you're doing. You're like, I needed this, I needed this journal 
this growing and healing journal. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to create it because I needed it and it wasn't there. Right. Right. And I think that that's so amazing. And I also just want to take a minute to plug um, the Emma that we're talking about is yes. at Real with Emma. <laughs> yeah, thank um, you. <laughs> she is our little holistic health, spiritual, holistic coach. life, spiritual coach that we love so, so much. Yes. Um, I worked with her in like 2020, 2021, to 2020 to 2023, technically, and technically I'm still working with her. And then Caroline's working with her now too, which is so awesome. Yeah, it was such a coincidence too. It was just like, I randomly saw you in a story with her because you guys went to go like see Jay Shetty. And I'm like, yeah, what? What? <laughs> it like wasn't even like the rescue Remy. It was like your personal account tag. And I'm like, uh-huh. excuse me? <laughs> like, <laughs> I remember that message. You're like, you know her? I was like, yeah, I know Emma. Like I've dogs at her dogs. <laughs> yeah, I just was like, blown away I was like wow this is literally wild um so funny yeah um (laughs) and then for anybody who does want to look into human design further there is an app called my human design and it has like a white logo with like a shaded body and some rainbow shapes on it yeah and I'll I'll tag that in okay perfect the, the show notes I'll tag all the things that we mentioned in the show notes so that people can go and reference it if they want to. And if you do feel super inspired to go look up your human design, please send it to both of us and we'll chat about it. (laughs) Please. Oh my God. I would love to be in a group chat about human design with like all of you people. That would be so much fun. Yeah. Okay. This has been a jammed packed episode filled with like lots of Googling and giggling. (laughs) oh my gosh well it was so great to have you on ellie and talk to you about all of the things and and it was wonderful to be on Mm -hmm. i've had such fun yes so if you will just plug all of the things really quick including life coaching yes so my instagram is at the rescue remy remy with an i um, my personal Instagram, if you want to follow, I talk a lot about spirituality and stuff in those captions is at Ellie Wallach. Um, I have my coaching and playlist website, which is mendingmindfully.com. And yeah, that's, that's about it for me. Okay, cool, cool. So yeah, go <laughs> check out all the things. And if you're in the Boston area, then you can. Yes. If you're in New England, please let me know. I will come to you or you could come to me. We will have the best time. We could chat everything from dog ownership to spirituality to, I don't know, paint colors on the wall. Like I I could talk to anyone about anything. So please come hang out with me. Okay, cool. (laughs) Cool. We'll do. (laughs) Let me just fly up there really quick. All right. Let me just, like, ask you if this paint color is salmon or coral. (laughs) I think that's salmon. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Dog Mom Mentality Podcast. If you liked this episode or any other episode, then please make sure to rate, review, follow, subscribe, share on your stories with a friend, do all the things, and I will talk to you next week. Bye.
Thank you all for listening to another episode of the Dog Mom Mentality Podcast. My name is Caroline. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Dog Mom Mentality. And if you haven't already, please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you are listening. I hope you have a great rest of your day. And if nothing else, I hope you get to play with your dog today. Thank you.